What if creativity was embraced in the public sphere as an essential path to well-being? What if the Healthy Communities Movement was maximized by routine partnerships between public health and creative sectors? What if community resources, programs, and interventions were all informed by social determinants of health with policies directed toward achieving health equity? What if cross-sector relationships effectively built bridges between systems that frequently fail society's most vulnerable citizens, creating new supporting structures for success? What if you had more opportunities to use your voice, talents, and purpose to make change? Welcome to In the Wings and Down Center. I'm your host, Danette McCarthy, coming to you from the Center for Creativity and Public Health. concept paper. I had never written a concept paper, and now I have, and I hope it reaches many people quickly. So many people, in fact, that most won't ever know me. As a white woman moving all too quickly into my elder years, I have lived with a persistent pull to do some good in the world. This pull has become more and more urgent over the last 10 years, a time when my earlier work through the arts for social and environmental justice has fused with my personal and public understanding of white privilege and systemic racism. I've been led to a sense of clarity about what comes next in this journey. You see, I was was born in Los Angeles and had just finished kindergarten when my parents returned to their birthplace of Polk County, Wisconsin. After the first day at my new school, I came home and asked, where are all the brown kids? It was very confusing to me when my parents and older brother laughed. Yet spending my public school years in a very small town played an essential role in how I walk the world. It was, in fact, a Danish utopian community within the St. Croix watershed. You see, in rural schools, everyone is needed if you want to get things done. Community matters. And being a child of the 60s, just 10 years old at the first Earth Day, I was both idealistic and dumbstruck by what I saw unfolding on television. Hippies, moon landings, and the peace movement. Body bags, tear gas, and assassinations. Being a youngster living with a persistent call to do some good in the world, it seemed that I was always hearing either, lighten up, don't take things so seriously, or take off your rose-colored glasses. As it turned out, there were some brown kids in the area, and most of them were part of the St. Croix Chippewa community, or the lost tribe of the Ojibwa Nation, that lived without properly designated lands that should have been defined in the Treaty of 1854. It would take 80 years to correct that error. I was in my 20s before I even began to understand the grievous wrongs done to local indigenous people, and at that time... It included demonstrations at boat landings when drunk white guys poured out of the bars after midnight to oppose the lawful exercising of treaty rights as the St. Croix tribal members began their spring spearfishing activities. (laughs) This is just one of the too many to count experiences when I was compelled to look at my white privilege and to see the impact of white spite. My work life meandered a bit through banking and bookselling. 
until I found a perfect fit in the nonprofit arts sector where I could focus my energies on using the arts as a tool for social change in the areas of racism, health and education equity, violence prevention, and climate change. It's been quite a journey, most of which has taken place in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Ohio. For the last 10 years and through circles of collective impact, I have been self-employed, doing my best to follow the energy and persistent pull to do some good in the world. When I wrote that concept paper to make the case to create the Center for Creativity and Public Health, I was frequently using the word we, and that is my ideal, to have those who resonate with this idea join me in making it so. Whether you have a small amount of time or more, your voice is needed to lift up the center a place that I hope will address a broad range of social and environmental challenges and will do so with both the demographic breadth and depth of participation that fully represents our communities. I hope you will consider joining me. It can be difficult to feel optimistic some days. Recently, I heard an interview between Jimmy Kimmel and Audie Barkin, with Audie explaining how optimism and hope are different. Here are Audie's words. And here's the difference about optimism and hope. Optimism is an opinion. Hope is a spur to action. Hope is not a lottery ticket that we cling to. It's a hammer that we use in an emergency to break the glass, send the alarm, and spring into action Hope is not a state of mind, it's a state of action. It's really beneficial to have a theater background. Sports, too. A lot of our words and terms and traditions come with us into our adult life and help us during times of decision-making. I've had people ask me about the center. Well, where will your focus be? Or how will you winnow it down We can't do it all at once, and yet we must. We can't do it all at once, and yet we must do it all at once. And that's the yes and of theater. Yes, there's a lot to do. Yes, it can be overwhelming. No, we might not be able to do it all at once. And yes, we must. We must try. Some people ask me about how we'll do this decision-making, which topic or topics we'll focus on first, what is internally driven, what might be externally driven, Where will our priority focus be? The truth is, it will be the community partners and stakeholders, what they want and need that will help drive the work of the center. Our job is to listen carefully, to read and respond, and to serve. Ultimately, for me, and I hope for others, the Center for Creativity and Public Health will be a vessel or a vehicle to provide help, to really stand ready to be in service, I hope that can be true. Hope is a state of action. So why is this podcast called In the Wings and Down Center? As I already said, it helps to have a life in the theater to back up your work in this realm. The idea of being in the wings in the world of theater means that you're there ready, either as an understudy or a member of the ensemble, as an encourager from within. But there you are, in the wings, not within the audience sightline, You're there to be of service. You're there to be supportive. You're there to encourage. You are there to stand ready if you are needed. 
That said, that term down center, sometimes you need to take your privilege, you need to take your training, you need to take whatever you can muster and walk straight down center and take on an issue. You know, there's this incredible and kind of unexpected opportunity that comes with growing up in a small town, going to a school that's so small that you really need everybody (laughs) to be able to make anything happen. And so much of my young life was connected to my life as an athlete. And I was never, ever made to make a choice between my life in sports and my life in the arts. And both inform me. And I think of theater as the team sport of the arts. So my life, especially on the fast pitch softball field, was all about focus on the play, work in collaboration, really focus on the team, pay close attention to your base coaches, (laughs) and to really celebrate together, always in the spirit of good sportsmanship and fair play. So this this unique learning in the, the world of sports and the arts continues to feed me and fuel me. It has my whole journey. The art of collaboration, the art of participation, the art of taking turns and mentoring and developing the next generation of players, <laughs> whether it's on a field or a stage, really matters. And that is something I really aspire to for the Center for Creativity and Public Health, that people who might be just entering this way of working find community and that we really help support each other. There's a lot of work to do. So... What would a public health and creative sector partnership look like, you might wonder? Two examples that I've been involved with recently include addressing the rapidly increasing number of people living with dementia, and the other is a novel way to help workplace cohorts navigate this time of pandemic recovery. The Remember Project asks audiences to embrace compassion as short plays are used to share stories that raise awareness about dementia and also reduce the stigma, fear, and isolation that accompanies cognitive decline. This initiative helps communities learn about brain health and ways to reduce dementia risk. The program has been delivered over 300 times in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Michigan with live, virtual, and hybrid events. Reflecting on COVID-19 is a program and a process that invites individuals into a facilitated reflection about the chapters of their pandemic experience. After about 45 minutes of guided personal journaling, participants shift their attention to abstract acrylic painting to express the colors, metaphors, shapes, and words that represent what they discovered while journaling. An opportunity to share their paintings and stories provides an essential connection between participants. What if teaching artists and other creative sector professionals and pre-professionals had the opportunity to work closely with public health professionals in the design of experiences that address every public health concern we face in our communities? What if this type of potent outreach was the norm? Thank you so much for listening today. If the Center for Creativity and Public Health intrigues you, if you're drawn to this idea, please look forward to future episodes of our podcasts. If you have stories to share or know of people whose stories should be shared, please let us know. 
we'd love to have you connect with the center, whether that is uh, with regard to potential projects or being part of our team. You can find us at centerforcph.com, and that is the number four, centerforcph.com. In the Wings and Down Center is a production of the Center for Creativity and Public Health. Production services provided by Beth K. Gibbs of Lyft Podcasting. Music by James Rohn. <laughs>